Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. When investment performance matters, make sure your savings are with Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. When investment performance matters, make sure your savings are with Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. Drive Time on RTE Radio 1. Listen back on the RTE Radio app. 51551 Transport Minister Eamon Ryan has said that a ban on private cars and commercial vehicles travelling through Dublin city centre will be in place by August. The Dublin City Centre Transport Plan was presented to City Councillors just this afternoon. The plan aims to limit parts of the North and South Keys to public transport only and by introducing a series of civic plazas and restrictions on where traffic can turn. Well, for reaction to this, I'm joined by Brian Caulfield, who's Professor of Transportation in Trinity College, uh, Dublin. Brian, you're very welcome to the programme. Uh, The basic plan will be to block cars entering the centre of Dublin by limiting access uh, to the quays, isn't that right? And uh, introducing a series of civic plazas, as we say. What's your view? Um, yeah, that 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 is. But I suppose my my reaction will be: we need to do it. We're the second most congested city in the world. Congestion costs the city about three hundred million euro in twenty twenty two. Air quality levels are pretty poor in the city centre, and we also need to get space to facilitate bus connects. Um, it's not something crazy that we're doing that other cities haven't done, mm-hmm. um, uh, and it is. Whether it'll get done by August or not, I, I'd be kind of skeptical Why? about. But Why the plan skeptical? itself, I, there's a lot of nuance in the plan. Um, so, one of the things that could happen is that traffic may be diverted away from the city centre and it may end up in suburbs. And we'd need to monitor that to make sure that's not happening and, and figure out ways to, to mitigate against that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there's a couple of factors. Also, you know, there's big businesses in the city centre like Diageo um, have come out publicly and said that this will impact upon their deliveries to the port. So there needs to be, we need to look at ways to enable that to happen. The council have said they're open to discussion on this and, and that's what will happen. Uh, by August, I'm not so sure. Some of the smaller measures might be in by then, but the full plan itself, I don't think um, will be in by that it, it would be a seismic change, wouldn't it, for the keys if um, private cars and commercial vehicles were banned? Because what if you drive we covered this in the programme in September and we uh, threw it out to, to listeners and uh, straight away to 51551, I remember it getting a text from a, a person who says, I drive a commercial vehicle um, for work. What happens if I, returning from work, want to go through the keys? So, so the big part of the plan is that um, it's the true traffic throughout the city. So 60% of the traffic that, that is on the roads within the city centre, the area that's going to be covered, doesn't have a destination. So the idea is to divert that away and just have the traffic that's coming into the city that has a destination. How you determine between the two of those by August, I'm not sure. Mm. Um, but that's the key part of the plan. Yeah, and people were texting as well to say, you know, this is great if you have an underground or a tube system like they have in New York or London. But we, this is this is what people were saying to us at the time. We don't have a reliable or flexible enough or um, uh, extensive enough public service, uh, public transport system uh, to make this happen. Now, I don't know if that's um, a good enough reason or if that's legitimate as a reason. Um. A big part of this plan is to enable that public transport system to be put in place, and it's a part of Bus Connect's uh, priority. 
And that's what this plan will enable is that buses will be able to get in and through the city quicker so that you've got a bus that's got maybe 100 people on it isn't being delayed by traffic. That's the 60% of it that's just traveling through the city. I could think of, you know, a large number of examples of cities that have brought this in and they've kept it. I can't really think of many cities that have done this type of um, reorganization of traffic and Mm -hmm. then got rid of it. What percentage of existing traffic do they know uh, will be diverted away from the city centre to the suburbs? Is there any idea on that? Well, they say there's 60% of the traffic go, that's just travelling through. So there would be an assumption, and there is assumptions in the plan, that a certain percentage of that will shift either to not travelling through the city and, and be diverted, as you said, or maybe sh- shift to other modes of transport, public transport, because it'll be quicker and perhaps more competitive with the car, and then where possible walking and cycling. Mm-hmm. So if this happens in Dublin... Would it be fair to say that it could be replicated in other cities? And I'm uh, thinking in particular about uh, Galway City, which is chock-a-block at peak times uh, in, tr- in terms of traffic. Yep, the, the other cities would be would be ripe for this type of, of um, um, intervention to happen too, because Bus Connects is not just a Dublin project. It is a project that's going to all of the different cities. But I'm from Waterford originally, and in Waterford, they did something like this um, pretty through the city centre where they've gotten rid of car park, cars within the city and that's been quite successful there. Mm. Are they thinking about a complete ban or could you pay your way in uh, like they do in London? Could, could there be a congestion charge, I wonder? That isn't on the table at the moment. Um, um, I think when the public transport improvements are put in place and I don't think we'll be waiting for a metro for this, when Bus Connects is put in place, if the shift doesn't happen away from the car, then I think, yes, a, a congestion charge or pricing of some sort would be up for discussion. But what this will do is almost like a congestion charge by stealth. It will make it very difficult for people to drive through the city and that they will either divert or take another mode of transport. You mentioned Diageo and their concerns earlier. Um, other business, I remember from our September discussion, did have concerns about this in terms of uh, simply getting deliveries um, and footfall as well. So on the on the delivery side, you know, the, the spaces should be flexible in that the deliveries can come in at certain hours of the day, like they do on Grafton Street uh, and Henry Street at the moment. So there's ways around that. In terms of the footfall, Dublin City Council had a huge amount of data on how people use the city and footfall is one of the things that they measure. So they'll be able to tell us if footfall is going up or going down. And if you look at, say, for example, in Oxford Circus in London, when they did something similar, Footfall went up by 25% and business revenue also went up. Okay, so it was this Dublin City Centre Transport Plan was presented to City Councillors this afternoon. Do we know how it was received? From what I could see on the, uh, the, the the transport group that it was presented to, that it got cross-party support. Um, also true, the, the consultation that happened, there was 3,500 responses, about 80% of that was positive. What would be nicer if we could do something like they did in Paris at the weekend where we vote on something like this, but that would be predicated on a directly elected mayor um, then being in place uh, to enable that kind of participation. Okay, uh, Professor Brian Caulfield, Professor in Transportation in TCD. Thank you very much indeed.